morning. This is Money Talk Extra on Saturday the 23rd of February with me, Peter Lewis. Today, we're going to take a look at prenuptial agreements in the first segment of the programme. Later, Jimmy Lamb meets a flight attendant to hear about her financial challenges. And lastly, another local entrepreneur joins me to share some tips for setting up a new business. As always, we welcome your input. Our email address is moneytalk at rthk.hk and our Facebook page is Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3. It's a sad statistic that one third of all marriages fail. As a result, more and more couples are turning to prenuptial agreements to govern how assets such as money, valuables and homes will be divided after the marriage. While they were once the province of the richest, most famous couples, people from all walks of life now use prenuptial agreements. To tell us more about them, I'm now joined by Marcus Dole, partner and head of the Family Asset Protection Team at Brian Cave Leighton Paisner. Good morning, Marcus. Good morning. So what is a prenuptial agreement? A prenuptial agreement um, is an agreement between a husband and a wife, or about to become husband and wife, um, in dividing up their assets in the case of divorce. Um, and um, you said something earlier about um, uh, this being a province for all um, married couples. Well, um, in Hong Kong at the moment, just like in England, they generally are being entered into by well, at least one person is a, is a wealthy person. Um, at the end of the day, um, if you are um, somebody starting out and work together um, with your wife or your husband-to-be, um, you're starting out in life, um, the financial provision uh, it, it would be virtually impossible to have an agreement that's worthwhile mm-hmm. because in Hong Kong, agreement, prenuptial agreements are not binding contracts like they are in, say, California. They are enforceable, which basically means the court has the final say. And if the reasonable needs minimum of the financially weaker party uh, are not covered um, uh, by that prenup, the prenup will be virtually torn up by the court and not recognised. So it has to be a fair prenuptial agreement to both parties. It has to be fair. Um, And the the financially weaker party, I'm very careful to say financially weaker party, it could be the husband-to-be or the Mm -hmm. Um, wife-to-be. If it's not fair... Um, and it doesn't cover the reasonable needs of the financial weaker party, um, then it's unlikely to be enforced. Um, and um, they are extremely complicated a- a- agreements for for wealthy parties in particular who have assets around the, all over the world. And that often involves getting legal advice in all the jurisdictions where they have houses, for example. Um, so um, now, of course, the law probably will change in due course. Um, it may well be the case uh, in 10, 15, 20 years in, in Hong Kong and England uh, that it becomes a bit like Nevada or uh, or California where they are, um, where you do have prenuptial agreements uh, that, 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 that people from all walks of life enter into. So suppose in Hong Kong you are one of those couples where maybe one or both of you have substantial assets – why should you consider a prenuptial agreement? That's a really, really good and important question because um, the, the main focus in this area is um, people assume um, that they are very unromantic and that they don't really have 
you know, much value. It's focusing people's minds on just the money. Mm. Well, in some situations, particularly if you have, you know, clients coming in who've been divorced, had their fingers burnt before, they spend their time worrying about a potential divorce in the future. Um, and sometimes it can take pressure off the marriage, mm. the relationship, because the person who's signing the prenup, the financially weaker party, wants to show his or her other half that they're marrying for love and not money. Um, so it can sometimes help a relationship. It takes off the pressure in some situations. Other situations, they are really, really very, very carefully and toughly negotiated agreements mm. um, where a lot of money is at stake. Um, and in some cases, sadly, you have situations where um, agreements are deliberately sabotaged by the financially weaker party um, so that they can, at a later stage, um, refer to something that happened. And, for example, they say, oh, I didn't have independent legal advice, despite the fact they may have had the chance to get it. There are all sorts of pitfalls with prenups. Um, so what should be included in it? Um, the one thing that should not be included in it, um, in the main anyway, is arrangements for custody, care and control of the children. In, so, in, in, in Hong Kong, that won't happen. So you can't negotiate away children's rights absolutely or not. protections in a prenuptial yeah, agreement? Absolutely. The court in Hong Kong has the final say in any event. Mm. You can't ask the jurisdiction of the court for children. Um, so basically, it will be dividing up the... Um, the financial resources of, of, of the parties. And usually what you'll have is you'll, you'll divide up the so-called separate property um, of the parties. Usually the, the financially stronger party will retain um, uh, the separate, the, the valuable property, but then he or she will be required to pay quite a large lump sum in the event of, um, of a divorce. Sometimes you have what's called a tariff formula where um, the financial weaker party gets a higher sum depending on how long they get married, they've been married for. I don't like that idea because I think that gives an incentive for somebody to stay in an unhappy marriage and then after five years, um, the, the financially weaker party says, right, I'm now going to get an extra five million, so here's the divorce petition. And can you use a prenuptial agreement to protect yourself from each other's debts? Yes, you can. You can. Um, but that said... Um, if the financially weaker party has, you know, 50 million Hong Kong dollars worth of debt, let's say, and nothing else, um, uh, the court wouldn't leave. Uh, if if, they, if her, her husband is very wealthy, the court wouldn't leave that party with that level of debt, even if the prenup says um, I, I, the husband isn't paying debts. So what happens if you haven't made one and then sadly the marriage ends? What's the situation? If you haven't made a, made a prenup, then you have to fall back on the standard law, um, the legislation in Hong Kong, which, which determines how much you get based on, um, again, on reasonable needs in particular, uh, taking into account the length of the marriage. Um, and if, for example, you know, there is 500 million Hong Kong dollars in, in the pot um, it's if it's a long marriage and the money's been earned during that marriage, the financial weaker party will get half. Um, so half of a big figure, effectively. So if you haven't made one before you get married, is it possible to say, I'd like to make one now while we are married? Absolutely right. Yes, you, 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 you quite often have a situation where 
uh, the, the couple agreed to have a prenuptial agreement and a postnuptial agreement, and then a short time after the wedding, they have a, the postnup. That's to deal with arguments about duress, for example, a standard argument. Uh, uh, that, that, that we as family lawyers worry about is the financially weaker party says, oh, well, it was duress. Um, I, had, I was told I had to sign it, otherwise the marriage it, it was going to be cancelled. So uh, you have a post-nup to cover that scenario because after the, the marriage, the financially weaker party doesn't have to sign anything. Um, but that said, you, I've come across regularly situations where um, there is a, uh, a difficulty in the marriage and the financially weaker party still loves his or her spouse and again she's doing it because she wants to show um her husband um that she she still loves him and that she's not interested in just the money um so um uh, postnups are pretty uh, are, are are um pretty common marcus thank you very much indeed thank you too you heard there from marcus Dole, who's vice chair of the family committee of the international bar association